From the DMZ to the NATO front, this is CRN. Welcome to the Lightning Round. Welcome. Well, hello, and welcome to episode 95. Yeah, 95. Closing in on 100, folks. Uh, this is the Dave Kirshner Lightning Round Podcast. I am your host. Like I said, we are in episode 95. It's the midweek preparedness show. We are... Currently embroiled in week 89 of the 46 Quadrennial Hunger Games, being led by the Knucklehead. So, yes, this is a midweek preparedness show. Um, and these are, I got two topics, and they are preparedness adjacent. <laughs> Let's call it preparedness adjacent. So, I got a phone call uh, last week, two weeks ago. And we can have split the difference um, from the NRA and their fundraising because they are uh, currently in the process of making these gun grabbing yahoos in the House of Representatives. Uh, they're they're the NRA is getting the word out about this this bill. It's called HR eight zero five one. And in that bill, oh, wrong page, uh, in that bill, which is titled Assault Weapons Excise Act. And what they are trying to do is tantamount to what Europe has done insofar as to tax the living daylights out of uh, firearms purchases and uh, particularly magazines and the big scary black rifles, the assault rifles. Ooh, they, you know, they try to make anything sound scary because they don't want you to have one. But like we saw in Ukraine, an armed people is a good people. So, you know, just... Anyway, H.R. 8051 um, is, like I said, Assault Weapons Excise Act. Now, you tell me if this proposed legislation doesn't stink to high heaven. It reads, To amend the Internal, Re the Internal Revenue Code of 1986 to impose an additional... 1,000% excise tax on the sale of large-capacity ammunition feeding devices and semi-automatic assault weapons and for other purposes. Uh, so, you know, I, I purposely avoid uh, talking about firearms because, to me, firearms are essential to my freedom 
They are essential to uh, my way of life. I mean, I'm not a homesteader. I don't have a farm. I live in a suburban nightmare surrounded by communists and uh, leftists and, you know, what have you. Uh, but that's the lot that I have chosen. That's the, the hand I was dealt. Um, and I'm making the best of it. So I get out, I go hunt, I go fish, uh, I go enjoy nature and all of God's bounty whenever possible. And I have firearms and they are specifically purchased for specific activities. I didn't buy a firearm because I thought it would be fun. I bought a firearm for a designated purpose, as I'm sure a lot of you have. So, a bill like this is an attack on all of us. This is not uh, a left or a right issue, okay? I know plenty of lefties that have a firearm, but they're not out doing what I'm doing. They have a, uh, a handgun for self-protection, uh, for their home. They don't, uh, they have no desire for a concealed carry license. Um, they don't open carry. They, you know, it's at home for their own personal protection, uh, utilizing the castle doctrine, which is fine. But they're not the ones that are out. I should say they're not the ones that are going to be targeted by a bill like this. Uh, most of them will have a, a, a revolver or they, maybe they've got, um, you know, a Glock or a Sig or a Beretta or something like that. Um, but this is specifically targeting large capacity ammunition feeding devices. That's a magazine for an AR-15. I have several of these magazines that are 30 round capacity. And if this bill gets passed... You know, what cost me now $20, they're going to tack on a 1,000% tax on that. So in the state of Ohio, it's 7.25% is the sales tax in Ohio. So now they're going to add 1,000% onto that. So a 20 round, or 20, $20 purchase is now going to be mm, 50 60 bucks for one magazine, um, an AR-15, uh, middle of the road AR-15, no real bells or whistles, is, you know, 600 bucks. Now add a 1,000% tax onto that. Now you're talking that, you know, this thing's going to be in the thousands. And that's for a middle of the road. So this bill is something that we all need to be aware of. And we all need to monitor because it is ridiculous. And the irony is, I'm, I'm looking at the page right now on congress.gov. I just did a basic web search for HR 8051. And it pulled it up and it gave me a summary. And then I can go in and I can read the bill. And, I mean, it, it, it says things like... Um, uh, section 2. Well, let's start with Section 1. Um... In addition to the tax imposed by subsection A, there is hereby imposed upon the sale 
by the manufacturer, producer, or importer of any of the following articles a tax equivalent to 1,000% of the price for which so sold. A, large capacity ammunition feeding devices. B, semi-automatic weapons. So if I have a Glock or I have a SIG, what will, that's a semi-automatic weapon. So uh, part of my issue is the people that are writing these bills don't even understand how a firearm works. Anyway, that's a different topic. Anyway, large capacity ammunition feeding devices. For the purposes of this subsection, in general, the term large capacity ammunition feeding device means a magazine, belt, drum, feed strip, or similar device, including any such device joined or coupled with another in any manner that has an overall capacity of, or that can be readily restored, changed, or converted to accept more than 10 rounds of ammunition. I've got handguns that hold more than 10 rounds of ammunition. And by definition, they're semi-automatic. So does that make my handgun an assault weapon? Just uh. Certain devices not included. Such terms do not include or attached, do not include an attached tumbler device designed to accept and capable of operating only with 22 caliber rimfire ammunition. So if you want to shoot a bullet bigger than a 22, this is going to affect you. <sighs> semi-automatic assault weapon for the purposes of this subsection. In general, the term semi-automatic assault weapon means any of the following. Roman numeral lowercase 1. A semi-automatic rifle that has the capacity to use a magazine that is not a fixed magazine and has any of the following pistol grip forward grip a folding telescoping or detachable stock or the ability to otherwise fold or adjust in a manner that operates to reduce the length size or any other dimension or otherwise enhance the concealability of such rifle they actually threw in a grenade launcher in this examples would be a grenade launcher a barrel shroud a threaded barrel A semi-automatic rifle that has a fixed magazine with the capacity to accept more than 10 rounds, except for an attached tumbler device designed to accept and capable of operating only with 22 caliber rimfire, rimfire ammunition. Any part, combination of parts, component, device, attachment, or accessory that is designed or functions to accelerate the rate of fire of a semi-automatic firearm, but not convert the semi-automatic firearm into a machine gun. So now they're talking about bump stocks. Uh-oh, here we go. A semi-automatic pistol that has the capacity to use a magazine that is not a fixed magazine and has a threaded barrel, a second pistol grip, a barrel shroud, the capacity to accept a detachable magazine at some location outside of the pistol grip, designed which, a design which is identical to or nearly identical to a design intended for a machine gun, a manufactured weight of 50 ounces or more when unloaded, a stabilizing brace or similar component, a buffer tube or any other part that protrudes horizontally behind the pistol grip. Whew. Oh my, they even have shotguns in here. A semi-automatic shotgun that 
either has a fixed magazine with a capacity to accept more than five rounds or does not have a fixed magazine and has any of the following, a folding, telescoping, or detachable stock, a pistol grip or bird's head grip, the ability to accept a detachable magazine, a forward grip, a functional grenade launcher, any shotgun with a revolving cylinder, all belt-fed semi-automatic firearms, including TNW-M2HB and FNM-2495, any combination of parts from which a firearm described in clauses 1 through 8 can be assembled, the frame of or receiver of a rifle or shotgun described in clause 1, 2, 3, 4, or 8. Certain firearms not included. This is like a freaking Greek tragedy. Some term, such term does not include any firearm that is manually operated by bolt or lever action or that is only capable of firing rimfire ammunition. And of course, all federal agencies are exempted from this law. Folks, not only are we under assault from this administration, for just about everything, uh, and they're calling it as, you know, these are, these are things that they're considering that they want in place because of climate change. Now, they're trying to tax us into oblivion so that we cannot afford and purchase any more firearms. Uh, apparently, they, it, this is not just about the big scary black rifles. They're going after pistols. They're going after shotguns. And they're turning the United States into Europe. Because Europe has imposed sanctions like this on their populations. I even wrote about it in my book series. It was part five, where I basically outlined uh, gun laws that were on the books at the time I wrote the, that book series in France. And basically they they taxed everything into oblivion. The population couldn't arm itself. And the only firearms that you could purchase was basically uh, a class three firearm, which was basically a, a flare gun or pepper spray. Um, that was, uh, pepper spray was considered a class three weapon. So folks, this is a problem. Next. Okay, so the second thing I wanted to talk about was, or is tied to part of this uh, central bank digital currency stuff. And uh, it, it is everything that this administration full of chuckleheads is talking about with this digital currency comes from Executive Order 14067, specifically Section 4. So you're wondering why this is all suddenly coming about and, you know, why is our federal government moving so fast with this digital currency business? Well, one, it came out of uh, the World Economic Forum. Um, the Biden administration has decided that that was a good idea and 
It makes it easier to control a population if you can control their money. Right now, there are some safeguards in place. We have paper money, we have coins, but if they want to transition us off of this fiat paper currency that they could print ad nauseum 24 7 365 all they have to do is now go in with a couple of keystrokes and add a couple trillion dollars to our to our to our various federal accounts you know this is this is not something that is good for anybody but what it outlines in section 4 of executive order 14067 is basically our president who I believe was illegitimately elected, fraudulently elected, and is in the throes of serious cognitive decline, he gave the Secretary of the Treasury, the Secretary of State, the Attorney General, the Secretary of Commerce, the Secretary of Homeland Security, and the Director of the Office of OMB, and the Director of National Intelligence, and the heads of other relevant agencies, 180 days to come back to him with a report about the feasibility of creating a digital currency. He gave them four months, no, 180, five months, to do a study and come back and say, yeah, we can do this, no, we can't do this, or you know, here are the hurdles to getting this accomplished and things like that. That is why, I mean, in terms of government, they are moving at a breakneck speed. And... This is a huge problem. Where did it go? Um, it's just... There's a lot of text here. And it would be easier for me to just tell you, go Google or do a DuckDuckGo search or you know whatever your, your internet search engine is and just do a search for EO14067. Uh, specifically section four and you'll go and read some of the some of the things that um, whoever's running this administration because I know it's not the fraudulently elected one but whoever's running it right now and if you go read this text it is it's mind-numbing some of these things that I'm reading in these executive orders within 180 days of the date of this order which was uh, da, 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 da. March 9th, so within 180 days, so that, that window just closed. Oh, shoot. The, they have to basically come up with this report. Um, they shall submit to the president a report on the future of money and payment systems, including the conditions that drive broad adoption of digital assets the extent to which technological innovation may influence these outcomes, and the implications for the United States financial system, the modernization of and changes to payment systems, economic growth, financial inclusion, and national security. This report shall be coordinated through the interagency process described in Section 3 of this order based on the potential United States Central Bank digital currency design options. This report shall include an analysis of the potential impl implications of a United States central, central bank digital currency based on possible design choices for national interests, including implement implications for economic growth and stability 
the potential implications, I can't read today, the potential implications might have on financial inclusion, uh, the potential relationship between digital currency and private sector administered digital assets, the future of sovereign and privately produced money globally and implications for our financial system and democracy, and so on and so forth. And you know what the funny thing is? They actually managed to weave in diversity and inclusion. They put DEI as part of the reasons why they should go to a digital currency. You can't make this stuff up, folks. Do yourself a favor. Go out. Read about these two things and educate yourself on them because both of them, both of them are, are basically attacks on us as a citizenry and they are rife with potential government malfeasance. It's one guy's opinion. I don't know what to tell you. All right, it's going to be a short episode today. Those are two things I want to talk about. Uh, so go look it up. Go look up. Uh, HR 8051 for the 1,000% excise tax on large capacity magazines and assault weapons, which could be a rifle, a pistol, or a shotgun. And go look up uh, Executive Order 14067. Read through Section 4. Read through the whole thing. But Section 4 tells you what they're, what they're striving for. So, all right. It, I told you, it was preparedness adjacent. These are things that you need to know about so that you can better plan your next steps going into uh, this winter, but also into 2023. Uh, we have, oh, let's see here. We have, uh, when this comes out, we will have 34 days until the midterm election. And God willing, we will have a course correction in this country and bills like uh, HR 8041 or 8051, uh, they're going to kill that the minute they seat the new Congress in January of 2023. That would be amazing. Uh, but these are the types of things that the left is doing. They're coming after your guns. They're coming after your way of life. They're coming after your money. So you need to know about these things and you need to prepare for them should they come to fruition. All right, folks, that's it for me. Stay safe. Be good. Keep your head on a swivel. I'm out. Happy Hunger Games. And may the odds be ever in your favor. Mm -hmm.